0: comes not, except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumase, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impacts their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen.
1: Malachi chapter 3 and verse number 8. Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me. Malachi chapter 3 verse 3. King James. Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me. But wherein he say, have you robbed thee? He says, in tithes and offerings. Somebody say, in tithes and offerings. Say, in tithes and offerings. So, we want to be careful not to rob God or cheat him of what he's deserving. Last week, I I basically thought about six kinds of offerings. We said that the offerings we give to God must be what? Personal. Somebody say personal. personal. Last week, personal. Somebody say Personal. The offerings we bring to God must be what? Personal. Number 2 they must be what? They must be planned. Number 3 they must be they must be proportionate. Number 4 they must be they must be they must be prompted. So they must be personal, they must be planned, they must be proportionate, they must be prompted, they must be purposeful. And then number Six. They must be. They must be precious. This morning I'm teaching on purposeful offerings. Purposeful offerings. Purposeful offering. When we talk about purposeful offering, we're basically talking about an offering given to meet a specific purpose. A purposeful offering is an offering given to meet a specific purpose, achieve a specific objective, or meet a specific need. That is a purposeful offering. A specific offering given to achieve a specific purpose and attain a particular objective. So next week we say we are receiving a special offering and the purpose of the offering is to help us augment our current absolute musical equipment and also add on. Can somebody give me an amen? Amen. Give me a believing amen. amen. Okay, so is it biblical to give purposefully? Is it biblical to give purposeful offerings? When we look into scripture, we see again and again a number of times where God demanded purposeful offerings from his people, or people gave offerings on purpose. We see, first of all, in Exodus chapter 25, verse 1 to 3. Exodus chapter 25, verse 21 to 3. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, verse 2. Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly. Please take note because we may not be able to get back to some of these things when I'm rounding up the sermon. He says, every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. Verse 3. He said, this is the offering you shall take of them, gold, silver, and brass. Now, let's go to verse 8 and 9. Verse 8 and 9. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Verse 9. According to all that I showed thee, after the parting of the tabernacle and the parting of all the instruments thereof, even so you shall make somebody say an amen. amen. So God spoke to them and said, this is the wilderness. God spoke to them. He said, Moses, go tell my people, give me an offering. The intent of the offering is to make me a sanctuary that I may dwell amongst my people. That's number one. Let's go to 1 uh, Chronicles 29, verse 3 to 7. Another purposeful offering here. This is David, King David. Second Chronicles 29, verse 3 to 7. New Living Translation. And now because of my devotion to the temple of my God, I'm giving all of my private treasures of gold and silver to help in the construction. So this is construction. This is in addition to the building materials I've already collected for his holy temple. I'm donating more than 112 tons of gold from Alfie and 262 tons of refined silver to be used for overlaying the walls of the building. Verse 5. And for the other gold and silver work to be done by the craftsmen, now then who will follow my example and give offerings to the Lord today. Now let's go to verse uh, 6. Then the family leaders, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the generals and captains of the army and the king's administrative officers all gave all gave what? Take note of that. Verse number 7. For the construction of the temple. So the purpose of this offering was for the construction of the temple. They gave about 188 tons of gold. 10,000 gold coins. 375 tons of silver. 675 tons of bronze. And 3,750 tons of iron. Can somebody give them an amen? amen? That is construction. Somebody say construction. Yeah. Number... Three. Mary Magdalene's offering. Matthew chapter 26 verse 6 to 13. Matthew 26 verse 6 to 13. I want to walk you through some purposeful offerings in scripture so that you will understand why these things are necessary. New Living Translation. He said, Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who previously had leprosy. Verse 7. While he was eating. Let's read it together. One go. Came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. Verse 8. When they saw this, what a waste of money, they said. What a waste of money. It could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. So the poor had needs, but this need also needed to be met. Look at Jesus, aware of this reply. Why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? Now go to verse 11. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Go to verse 12. She has poured this perfume on me to prepare me, prepare my body for the barrier. Are you following? The purpose of this offering they called a waste was to prepare him for his barrier. Praise God. So This is a they looked at Jesus and said, This is a waste. We could use the money for other purposes. Listen, whatever we could have used the money for, this one specifically is designed to prepare me for my burial. Now, let's move on to uh, acts the book of acts. The book of acts, we see another purposeful offering there, Acts chapter 4, verse 32 to 35. This is at the early days of the church when the church was born. The Bible said all the believers were united in heart and mind and they felt that what they owe was not their own. So they shared everything they had. Now look at what they shared. The Bible said the apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's great blessing was upon them all. Look, there were no needy people among them. Praise God. Now take note there were no needy people among them. Because those who own lands and houses will sell them, verse 25, 35, and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. Now, they were given an offering to meet the needs of the people at the time. And the Bible said, they so met every need that there was no needy person amongst them. They gave to meet every need that every need was supernaturally met. The, The reason why they were given at this time was to meet diverse needs at the early days of a church. Diverse needs were present and they met them. Now let's look at another incident in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 11 verse 27 to 29. This is also another purposeful offering. Now, during this time, some prophets traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them named Agabu stood in one of the meetings and predicted by the Spirit... So this is a prophetic utterance. But the spirit that a great famine was coming upon the entire Roman land. This was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius. Now go to verse 29. So the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Jerusalem and Judea. Everyone giving as much as they could. Now listen, they were given an offering and the purpose of this offering was to send relief to people who needed it. There was great famine everywhere, and they were given an offering. So when we come to the book of 1 Corinthians, this, the account is there. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 1 to 2, new amplified version. Amplified version, 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2. Now concerning the money contributed for the relief of the saints, God's people. That was the purpose. So there are offerings that sometimes are given specifically To bring relief to people who are distressed. For the purposes of God's people. You are to do the same as I directed the churches of Galatia. To do. Verse 2. He said on the first day of each week. Let each of you personally put aside. That's what we examined last week. But the context of it. Was the fact that at this time there was famine. And the people of Jerusalem. The believers in Jerusalem. Needed help. So they received an offering to assist them. Now let's go to. uh, Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 verse 14 to 19. This is a typical offering that is similar to what we are about to take. The Amplified Version. He says, It was noble, it was right and commendable and noble of you to contribute to my needs and to share my difficulties with me. This is Apostle Paul speaking. He says, You Philippians yourselves well know that in the early days of the gospel, Ministry. When I left Macedonia, no church. Somebody say no church. No church assembly entered into partnership with me and opened up a debit and credit account in giving and receiving. except you only. Verse 16. He says, for even in Thessalonica, you sent me contributions for my needs. Somebody say my needs. These were things he needed to run ministry. Not only once, but a second time. Go to verse 16. This is one scripture that a lot of Christians like to quote when they need something. Verse 17, please. Not that I seek or I'm eager for your gift, but I do seek and I'm eager for the fruit which increases to your credit. The harvest of blessing that is accumulating to your account. Verse 18. He said, but I have all. I have your full payment. Say it. I have your full payment and more. I have everything I want. Let's read it. Look there and read it with me. One, let's go. But I have your full payment. I have everything I need. A man please supply. Go to verse 19. And my God will liberally. Now listen. Apostle Paul says something in the verse number 17. That is very critical. I want you to take notice of it. Very important. He said that not that I seek or am eager for your gift. They gave to meet the needs of the ministry Apostle Paul was leading. But he told them something. And that's what I've been repeating again and again. You must always understand that when God demands something from you, it's not for him. It's for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's not for God. It's for me. This is what Apostle Paul is saying. He said, I'm not receiving your gift. It's not about taking something from you. But I do seek and I'm eager for the fruit which increases to your credit. The harvest of blessing that is accumulating to your account. Now go to verse number 18. He said, I have all. Yes. I have your full payment and more. I have everything I need and I'm amply supplied. How did he get everything he needed? How did he get amply supplied? He said, when I received the gift which you gave from Epiphragnitus, it met all my needs. Now, because the needs of the ministry are met, go to verse 19, my God, somebody say my God, my God. will supply all your needs, your every need according to his riches in glory. Praise God. Praise God. Did you see the connection? They get to meet the needs of the ministry, Paul provoke supernatural release of the meeting of their every need upon them. Praise God. That's why he told them, he said, what you are giving is not for my sake because for me, with or without them, I could thrive. But God is using it as a platform to meet your every need according to his riches and glory. Somebody shout an amen. Amen. There are three scriptural protocols that must characterize purposeful offerings. When we are giving offerings on purpose, like this, like the one we are doing this week, there are three scriptural protocols that must govern it. Three scriptural protocols that must govern it. One, purposeful offerings must be selfless. Somebody say they must be selfless. Say they must be selfless. Purposeful offerings must be given selflessly. They must be given selflessly. Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2. The Bible said, Be therefore followers of me as your children and walk in love, even as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling server. He said he has given himself for us an offering and a sweet-smelling savour. Giving himself, giving himself. You must understand that our giving to God begins with the giving of ourselves. Somebody say, my giving to God begins. With the giving of myself, say my giving to God, giving to God. Begins, begins with the giving of myself. Begins. It's so important. Let's look at how Paul exhorted the Corinthian church. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse one to five. Good News Version. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse one to five. He says, "Our friends, let's read it together. One go. Our friends, we want you to know what God's grace has accomplished." In the churches in Macedonia. Verse 2. They have severely, but their joy was so great. Wait. People who are very poor and people who are generously giving. It's almost like a paradox. They were down. In fact, the, the New King James says, In their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Very poor. So there was nobody. That's why I told you earlier that God takes offerings from all kinds of people. He takes it from the rich. He takes it from the poor. God never excludes anybody when he calls for an offering. Every time God calls for an offering, the student, the child, everybody is involved. I remember the other day when Jonah went to Nineveh and he gave a prophecy. That God was about to overthrow the nation. Everybody in the city of Nineveh fasted, including animals. Praise God. Everybody fasted, and when they fasted, the Bible said God changed his mind. There are certain instructions God gives to everybody equally, one of them is given. Because you see, any time an opportunity comes to give and you exclude yourself, you are not only excluding yourself from what God is said to do, but you are also excluding yourself from the returns God intends to bring to his people. Can somebody give me an amen? Amen. The Bible said these guys were poor, but they gave. What was the secret? Go to verse 3. I can assure you that they gave as much as they could and even more than they could of their own free will. What kind of spirit was that? They begged us and pleaded for the privilege of having a part in helping God's people in Judea. Verse 5. This is the secret. I want you to follow. It was more than we could have hoped for. First, they gave themselves to the Lord. Somebody say they gave themselves to the Lord. (laughs) That, that, That was the secret. And then by God's will, they gave themselves to us as well. They gave themselves to the Lord and then to us. Anybody who is truly giving to the Lord doesn't struggle to give their substance to God. Praise God. When you are truly giving yourself to God, it is not difficult for you to part, no matter the quantum of it. Am I communicating here? When you have truly in your deep poverty, the Bible said they first gave themselves to God and to us by the will of God. Two things are important there. They gave themselves to God and to the ministry of Paul, which they were a part of. Praise God. People who have given themselves to God and given themselves to the cause of the church always find ways and means to be a blessing. Praise God. Praise God. Selfless giving is giving motivated by love. Selfless giving. When I talk about selfless giving is giving motivated by love. The Bible said, though I give my body to be bent and I have no love, it profited me nothing. When we say we are giving selflessly, it means we are giving out of love for God. Selfless giving is also giving that is willing. Somebody say willing. 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 When people are selfless, they give willingly. They are not coerced to give. They are not lied to to give. They are not giving fake prophecies to give. Praise God. A lot of people have lost faith in giving because certain prophets have lied to them. And they gave them certain false prophetic utterances just to provoke them to release money. Praise God. I've said it repeatedly. When you fail to obey the word of God, by all means, some other means will come your way and Satan will rob you. Praise God. You shall not be robbed in Jesus' name. I said you shall not be robbed in Jesus' name. The Bible said they gave willingly. So when we talk about selfless giving, you are talking about giving willingly, giving willingly. Somebody say giving willingly. willingly. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse three, New King James Version. He says, "For I bear witness according to their ability, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. They were freely what? Willing. They were freely, willing. yeah. The reason why God takes demands willingness with our giving." Is because he is not needy. Praise God. He's not needy. You should be in a hurry to want to give to God. Because you need him. And he doesn't need it. Praise God. Praise God. Usually you can be reluctant giving to somebody. Who uh, is pressurizing you for something. Praise God. You can be reluctant. But when the person is not asking you. Doesn't need it. And he's rather in to do something. Fantablos for you. Yeah. You will quickly do it. Praise God. You will quickly do it. The Bible said the according to the ability and beyond the ability, they gave willingly. This offering is also yet another opportunity. This is a still a season of new chapters. For God to open strange chapters for someone. <laughs> I said God is about to open strange chapters for someone. Via this offering in this, it's not by accident that, listen, it's not by accident that this special offering has met God's prophetic season of new chapters. It's not. Don't take it for granted. And for those of you who believe and release your faith, you will be shocked. Between now and the end of the year, you'll be amazed at the money that will flow in your direction. Can somebody give me a a believing amen? Selfless giving is cheerful giving. Somebody say cheerful giving. Cheerful giving, that's selfless giving. A cheerful giving. Second Corinthians chapter nine verse seven. He says, "So let each one give, as he purposes in his heart." Second Corinthians nine seven. So let each one give, as he purposes in his heart, not gradually or of necessity, but for God loves a cheerful giver. God loves what? A cheerful giver. Give excitedly because Why are you cheerful? Because you know that the seed you are putting down will certainly yield the harvest for you. Cheerful. cheerful. Number two, purposeful offerings must be substantial offerings. Somebody say substantial. substantial. Say substantial. substantial. When we say we are giving an offering for a specific purpose, we can't just be giving anything. We can't just be giving what? Anything. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. He said, honor the Lord with your substance. Honor the Lord. Substance there means weight. Substance there means heavy. Bountiful giving. In fact, basically, when we talk about substance, substantial offering, we are talking about bountiful giving. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6. He said, but this I say, he who sows spirally shall reap also spirally. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. We are talking about bountiful giving. When we are giving on purpose, what we give must be enough or more to meet the purpose at hand. Am I communicating here? Every time we say we are giving on purpose, that purpose must be achieved and exceeded. Let's see some examples of that. In 2nd Exodus chapter 36 verse 5 to 7. Exodus 36 verse 5 to 7. This was when the children of Israel gave for the construction of the temple. The Bible said, and they spoke unto Moses saying, The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work. With the Lord commanded to make. Let's look at the New Living Translation please. The people. So Moses, starts from here. The people have given more than enough materials to complete the job. The Lord has commanded us to do. Can somebody say an amen? Amen. So God asked for a purposeful offering to build his house. When they brought it, it was more than enough. That was substantial. Somebody say substantial. Substantial. More than enough. Go to verse 6. So Moses gave the command and this message was sent throughout the camp. Men and women don't prepare any more gifts for the sanctuary. We have enough. So the people stop bringing their sacred offerings. Can somebody say an amen? amen? That was it. In the early church, we are told that there was no needy person because everyone who had need, they gave enough to meet the need. Am I follow, Somebody follow what I'm teaching? There was no needy one there because it's clearly stated. Look at that in the New Living Translation. Acts chapter 44 verse 34 and 35. Acts 4 verse 34 and 35. And there were no needy people among them because those who own land or houses will sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. That means that the needs they had and the resources they received, they matched each other. They gave substantially, received grace to give substantially. Now let's look at Philippians 4, verse 18 to 19. Good News Translation. Here then, let's read it together, one go. Here then is my receipt for everything you have given me. And it has been more than, it has been more than, it has been more than enough. It has been more than enough. I have all I need now. That Epiphraditus has brought me all your gifts. They are like a sweet smelling offering to God. A sacrifice which is acceptable and pleasing to him. The moment all the needs were met, Apostle Paul shifted his prayer from the needs he had to praying the blessing upon them. Praise God. All the things he needed were made available. So he was not praying, Lord, give me speakers. Lord, give me microphones. He began to pray, Lord, unlock barren wombs. Lord, open uh, floodgates of blessing. Let favor attend to God's people that was how everything around changed. He said, my God shall supply all the things I need have been catered for. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Now, I close with this. Purposeful offerings must be sacrificial. Number one, they must be selfless. Number two, they must be substantial. Number three, they must be sacrificial. Somebody say sacrificial sacrificial. There must be sacrificial. There must be sacrificial. Sacrificial is costly giving. Giving that costs you something. Giving that gets to your bone and your spine. Yeah. Giving that is not casual. The Bible said there that soul in tears shall reap you What? Chor. There is a giving that you give and is normal. Not no virtue leaves you but there's a kind of giving. The moment you give it, you let it go. You know that something precious has left you. That's what we are talking about here. Giving that cost you something. Second Samuel chapter twenty-four, verse twenty to twenty-four, Good News Version says. Let's read it together one go. Aruna looked down and saw the king and his officials coming. He threw himself on the ground in front of David, verse twenty-one, and asked, "Your Majesty, why are you here?" David answered him to buy your threshing floor and build an altar for the Lord in order to stop the epidemic. Now, look at verse 22. The man meets him. He says, I, I've come to buy the thing. Immediately, he said, Take. It's not, a, it's not the way I take. <laughs> That's okay. Praise God. Let's go back there. 24. He said, I'm coming to buy it from you. Then he said, go to verse 23, please. He said, take it. He went there to buy. He said, king, take it. I'm giving it to you. So rather than allow the king to buy, he offered it and said, take it and offer to God whatever you wish. Here are these usin to burn as an offering on the altar. Here are the yokes and the threshing balls to use as fuel. So everything he needed for the offering, he was just giving it to him for free. Now, let's listen to what a wise and a spiritual person said. Verse 23. Aruna gave it all to the king and said to him, May the Lord your God accept your offering. Now, look at David. But the king answered him, No, I will pay for it. I will not offer to the Lord my God sacrifices that cost me nothing. And next week, I will show you what David's lifestyle of giving sacrificially brought for him. After David had died, his children were messing up. But God could still remember David and spare his children because he knew how to connect with God sacrificially. He knew how to. You see, there there are a lot of things that people do to secure the future of their children. One first way and one of the greatest ways to do it is to be a sacrificial giver. How did Abraham provoke generational blessing on his lineage by sacrificial giving? gave. The moment he lifted up Isaac and finished, God said, Abraham it's too late. Even if you don't want to be blessed, surely in blessing I'll bless you. And in your lineage shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. There are some families eh? no matter who is against them, no matter the depression, no matter the status, the people can simply never be poor. Because certain investments, certain seeds have been sown over a long time for the children. Am I communicating? Listen, it's good to make investment in in data bank and all of those things for your children. But the greatest and the safest way to invest your money and to invest for the future of your children is to make sure that the things your own practices are the things you are doing is procuring blessings over their lives. Because you see, the currency of blessings remain the same. In every situation, in every circumstance, dollar rate may come down but blessing rate remains the same. Am I communicating here? Blessing rate remains permanently the same. Pound rate may change. CDO, you don't want to mention it. But when the blessing of the Lord rests upon you, it will be upon you, it will be upon your children, it will be upon the work of your hand. That's what the Bible said. The blessing of the Lord truly makes rich and has no sorrow with it. Make wise investments. But I'm telling you, your foremost investments must be in the kingdom of God. Because in it, no, the Bible says, lay up no treasure for yourself. Where moth can corrupt, where thieves can break into. There is no failure proof investment on the planet. But whatever you put in the hands of God, you can be sure that it will come back to you. Good measure, price down. Second together, running over, some men give back into your bosom. That's the listen, that's the difference between getting blessed by liberality and getting blessed by savings. The Bible said the liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered himself. One day of divine favor provoked by sacrificial giving can launch you into millions of money you can never spend in your lifetime. One day it must be sacrificial. David said, I won't give anything to God that costs me nothing. Sacrificial giving is when we give our livelihood to God. Our livelihood. Second, uh, Mark chapter 12, verse 41 to 44. Mark, this is an example of sacrificial giving. Pastor, what does it mean to give sacrificial offering? This is an example. This is an example. New 11 translation. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple. And what as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Verse 42, he says, The poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Verse 43, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. Verse 44, for they gave a tiny part of their surplus. So you see, it's not sacrificial when it's coming from a tiny part of your surplus. It's not sacrificial. It's not sacrificial. If you have $10,000 and you give $1,000, it's not sacrificial. It's not sacrificial. When you have $5,000 and you bring even $500 or even uh, $1,500, it's not sacrificial. Sacrificial is when you are carrying $10,000 and you drop all $10,000. That's sacrificial. That's sacrificial. That's sacrificial. Is it, is it the way you are acting? That's sacrificial. That's sacrificial. That's sacrificial. That's sacrificial. That's sacrificial. Sacrificial is when you have one car and you give it to God and you have no other to use. That's sacrificial. That's sacrificial. That's sacrificial. When you are carrying $1,000 and out of $1,000 you let go of $800. That's sacrificial. That's sacrificial. That's sacrificial. That's That's sacrificial. Sacrificial is when you have a locked up investment and because you want a shift. You, you unlock that investment and you bring it as an offering. So you have lost the interest that would have accumulated on it and you have lost the principal. That's sacrificial giving. A lot of people give things and they think it's a sacrifice and they are believing God. Oh, I gave this in. Sometimes, I, 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 it's just that sometimes some people will be offended. I would like to ask, how much did you give? Because sacrifice is not what you decide. Sacrifice is what God sees as Sacrifice. Maybe you are, you are on a special project you have saved up for that particular project and is accumulating. And you are just about to take the money for the project. And while I'm speaking today, God says, Ah, go. You know, Pastor is talking to you now. <laughs> go. Unlock that kind. Bring it. And you are debating. Ah, I wish I was not in this service. <laughs> Where well, you are here today. <laughs> Praise God. That sacrificial giving. Am I communicating somebody here? That sacrificial giving. Listen. And when you let go of that which is precious to you, God also gives you that which you cannot buy. Sacrifices always provoke for us what we cannot buy. There is nothing that God gives in return of our sacrifice to him that can be measured with whatever we give to him. Mary Magdalene. Let's look at how she brought this very precious sacrifice. Mark chapter 14 verse 3 to 5. And being in Bethany in the house. New 11 translation. While Jesus was there in the home of Simon, a woman who had previously had leprosy, while he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster box. Jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nut. She broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. Verse 4. Some of those at the table were indignant. Why waste such expensive perfume, they asked it could have been sold for a year's wages and the money given to the poor. Now listen, the perfume she brought was a whole year's wages. A whole year's savings. Now, look at what Jesus said. (laughs) But Jesus replied, Leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? Seven. You will always have the poor among you, but me you will not always have. Verse eight. He says, She has done what she could and has anointed my body for the burial ahead of time. Verse nine. Oh, kaboko shabaha! This was a blessing. He said, "I tell you the truth. Wherever the good news is spread throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed." That's what I'm doing now. That's what I'm doing now. That's what I'm doing now. And it's not—I'm not the only person doing it. There are many churches, many pastors who are also preaching from her whole story. Where did she come from? She came from an immoral background. This was almost like a harlot who was moving, jumping from one bed to the other. But by one act of a sacrifice, she has become a generational topic. Amen. Am I communicating somebody here? She has become a generational blessing perpetually by sacrifice. One year's weight, it looked like something very huge. But how do you compare one year to a whole lifetime? The Bible says everywhere you have become a generational asset. Perpetually. May God give you understanding. Amen. I said may God give you understanding. Now let's look at the example, the unique example of the Macedonian church. And I'll close with that. The sacrifice. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 5. 2 Corinthians chapter. Good news version. Chapter 8, verse 1 to 5. He said, Our friends, we want you to know what God's grace has accomplished in the churches in Macedonia. Verse 2. They have, sev- they have been severely tested by the troubles they went through. But their joy was great. They were extremely generous in their giving. Even though they were very poor. Verse 3. I can assure you that they gave as much as they could. Now listen. When you give as much as you could, that's not sacrifice. That's not sacrifice. The sacrifice begins when you are giving much more than you could. Now, the Bible said, and even more than they could of their own free will. So, sacrifice is not giving that which is convenient and uh, comfortable. Sacrifice is giving that which is costly. Somebody say that which is costly. Yeah. Yeah. That, it will cost you some amount of time, some amount of certain luxuries and certain comfort. It will put a restraint on your enjoyment. That's sacrifice. That's what they did. Now look at verse number four. They begged us and pleaded with us for the privilege of having a part in helping God's people in Judea. Verse eight. Go to verse eight, please. I'm not laying down in the roots, but I'm showing you how eager others are to help. And I'm trying to find out how real your love is. Verse nine. He says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Rich as he was, he made himself poor for you in order to make you rich by means of his poverty. Verse 10. My opinion is that it is better for you to finish now what you began last year. You were the first. You were the first, not only to act, but also to be able, to be willing to act. Verse 11. All with that. With it, then finish the job. Be as eager to finish as you were able. You were able. You were to plan it and do it with what you have now. Verse number twelve: If you are eager to give, God will accept your gift. If you are eager to give, God will accept your gift. Praise God. So what we give to God, number one, we said it must be what? It must be what? It must be what? It must be, it must be selfless. It must be selfless. It must be what? Substantial. And then number three, it must be sacrificial. When we are able to give selflessly, when we are able to give substantially, when we are able to give sacrificially, then we can come into Philippians chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. Let's read that. Philippians chapter 4. That's my last text, and i close. Philippians chapter 4. So the next time you want to quote it and jump about and pray with it, ask yourself whether something sacrificial has left you. He said, here then is my receipt for everything you have given me, and it has been more than enough. I have all I need now that Epiphraditus has brought me. All your gifts, they are like a sweet-smelling offering to God. Please, have you seen that? Sweet-smelling offering what? To God. Did you see a sacrifice there? A sacrifice which is acceptable and pleasing to him. That was how come Apostle Paul could get all the things he needed done. A sacrifice acceptable and pleasing. Now verse 19. He says, and with all his abundant wealth through Christ Jesus, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I see God reach out to you uniquely. The remainder of the year shall be amazing time for you. Amen. In all areas God will shock you. Amen. You have made sales, but get ready for better sales. You've gotten opportunity, get ready for better opportunities. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. As you prepare, pray, prepare, plan and then you come with your sacrificial offerings next week and the kingdom of God advances. I see advancement coming to you. In the name of Jesus, every area of your life, you see the hand of God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, every source of sorrow, tear, and joy shall be wiped away. In the name of Jesus. The Bible said, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. In the name of Jesus, as you bring your sacrificial seeds, your substantial seeds, your selfless seeds next week, I decree that a harvest of joy awaits you. A harvest of joy awaits you. Anything you need in order to experience the full joy of God in this half and in the remainder of the year shall be released unto you. In the name of Jesus. 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 God's agenda of new chapters shall be fulfilled surprisingly and shockingly in your life. In the name of Jesus. So it shall be in your life. life
0: life life. Pastor, Fuqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victories. Taxes and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Fuakwa, please call 540 or 204 790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Fuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6 30 a.m first service 8 45 a.m second service and on wednesdays for our world encounter service at six o'clock p.m at our church auditorium on the top floor of nana ama plaza opposite the unity oil station santasi roundabout kumase ghana god richly bless you <laughs>